So we had a really important question come through our Deep Game Forum this week that I'd like to go over with you now. And before I get into the question, I do want to warn you what we get into in today's talk will be challenging, probably in ways that you may not have been challenged before. Um, however, with that said, if you break through these challenges, there will be a freedom that opens up in your game that actually changes the way that you play the game, the way that you see the game, and the way that you relate to the game of basketball forever. And so this is a, this is a big one, okay? This is a big one, so strap in. Um, we'll start off with the question, okay? So the question goes, I noticed recently that my friend is becoming a better shooter. I asked him about it and he said that all he does is shoot around every few days. He doesn't really train his shot specifically. Then I asked, is he doing anything else? And he said that he just got a new girlfriend and it made me wonder if this is sort of him detaching from the game. He used to want to play in college and now he says that he may not want to play after high school. This has seemed to make him better at the game. It seems to me that this detachment from the game is what I need. I need to stop worrying about whether I succeed or fail and just play the game like my friend does. But I'm wondering, how can I detach from the game if I train hours every day for the purpose of getting better? Isn't the training just proof that I'm unable to detach from the game? How can I train every day yet still be unattached? So this is a big one, okay? It's a big one for a lot of players. And I remember growing up, it used to drive me crazy that as serious as I was about the game, as hard as I worked, as much of myself as I put into it, there were players around me who didn't work as hard, who didn't care as much, who didn't put uh, nearly as much care into the game as I did, and yet they would walk onto the floor and outplay me. And they'd do it kind of effortlessly as though they didn't really care at all. Like it, it just came naturally to them. And the harder I tried to succeed in basketball, the harder it was to succeed. It was like this meta level law of reverse effort going on where the harder you try to play well, the more difficult the game becomes. And then zoomed out, it's like the harder you try to be successful in basketball, the harder it is to achieve that success. And so many players go through this that uh, this has to be spoken about because um, this concept of attachment to success in basketball is probably uh, is one of the variables that's at the root of our lack of success as basketball players when we do have a lack of success. And I've seen something very, this has been really, really present for me recently because I've seen a number of players come through our program that I've been working with for quite a while who have experienced this uh, in, a, in a really, really profound way. So um, two of these players are college players, one of them is a high school player, and all three of these guys due to various circumstances, mostly personal and uh, even quarantine coronavirus related, they were essentially forced to take time off from the game. And during this time off, all of them basically realized that they may not want to play basketball anymore. They kind of got some detachment and said, you know, this, uh, I'm nearing the end of my career in the case of those two college players. Um, the high school player just said like, is this really all worth it? And they started really questioning whether they wanted to play anymore. And all three of them, <clears throat> at a certain point decided that they were uh, just going to play for fun from now on. So <laughs> in the last month, all three of them have returned to the court for the first time and every single one of them played the best basketball of their lives. 
every single one of them. And it was so uncanny that as soon as they gave up trying to be successful as basketball players, and they already were successful, like these are high-level college players. Um, one of them was All-State in high school. One of them was uh, League MVP in high school and then went on to be the captain of one of the best university teams in Canada. And yet all three of these players, when they came back, were playing the best basketball of their lives. So how is this? And uh, I have a, a really... Uh, a story that I feel just perfectly encapsulates this issue, okay? And this is a story about the best player, who I, I think probably the best player in the country when we were in seventh grade, okay? So in seventh grade, this player, and again, I don't have like an objective ranking here. We were in seventh grade in Canada, so there was no ranking, but I think, I just can't imagine anybody being better than him. It was absolutely ridiculous what he was doing to teams as a seventh grader back then teams would throw double and triple teams at him uh it would have absolutely no effect he'd just snake through and score anyway i think he probably averaged um 35 points a game most likely like the i, I still remember one year in the uh, provincial championship tournament here in ontario uh, <laughs> our team played their team we tried uh, boxing one, we tried our best defender on him, we tried double teaming him, we tried um, every conceivable defensive scheme that our coach could think of. None of them had any effect whatsoever. They didn't even slow him down. <laughs> like he literally, it had no effect at all. I think he scored um, probably 40 on us that game. It was just ridiculous. And so I was thinking to myself watching this guy play and people would come from out of town to watch this seventh grader play. That's how good he was at the time. And I was thinking to myself, watching him, like, wow, he must train all day long. Like, his whole life must be basketball. And yet that summer, after, <clears throat> after my seventh grade, I went to camp with a teammate of his. And I met this guy there. Funny enough, his teammate's name was Taylor. So he, Taylor and I get to talking, and uh, we become friends. I end up asking him on, like, the third or fourth day, what about this guy on your team? Like, what is it that makes him so good? Does he just train all the time? What's his training program? Like, tell me his secret. And Taylor looks at me and just laughs. He goes, he doesn't train at all. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, you, you, can't, you can't be serious. He goes, no, he, he literally doesn't train at all. Like, when I go over to his house, I try to, like, bring him outside and let's play basketball, let's play one-on-one, -on -one, let's do some drills, whatever. Taylor's a serious player. And yet, um, this teammate of his would just go, nah, I, let's, let's just do that later. And I guess for the most part, he was like a video game addict and he would just be gaming all day long. And when I heard this, I was like, what? How is that possible? Like, this... This guy is literally unstoppable, and yet he doesn't train at all. And so that was my first experience with a player who was seemingly really detached from the game of basketball, like unattached, and yet was playing at a higher level than anybody else I had seen play. But here's what happened next. Eighth grade, he got a little bit worse. Ninth grade, a little bit worse. By the end of high school, he was the fourth or fifth man on his high school team, okay? I think he actually came off the bench at one point. However, it was a very good high school team, so don't take this the wrong way. Um, but his status had, had rapidly declined uh, over the course of his high school career simply because he wasn't putting in the work. And so that detachment and that natural skill that he had that made him so good, by the end of his high school career, had uh, landed him kind of uh, 
you know, fourth or fifth seed on his high school team. Uh, given how good his high school team was, I, I think he did still go on to play Division One basketball and uh, be a, a solid player, but um, not nearly the player that we all thought he was. I, I actually thought he was going to the NBA. He was incredible. So um, this is really giving us a, a view of both sides, right? Initially, completely unattached, incredible player, didn't work at all. By the end of his career, he had slid off uh, from his potential, still ended up being a good player, but um, far below his potential because he didn't work hard enough. And so how can we strike this balance? As the questioner asked, how do we strike this balance between being unattached and carefree and having that sense of freedom about ourselves in the game and put in the work that's necessary on our skills to be as good as we can be? Because we have to do both. And the, the crux of this problem lies in the attachment, okay, in the attachment. And I realize this for myself. I, I'm sure you've heard this story. If you haven't watched our, our masterclass, I go into it. Uh, you can watch that at deepgame.com as always. It's still there. Um, during my career, when I got hurt and uh, had to get hip surgery and doctors were telling me, you know, you might want to consider not playing anymore. Like it's a pretty bad injury. And... Um, Basically, like after I got the surgery, I didn't train for an entire summer, came back with the rustiest skill set I'd ever had, kind of had a feeling it was my last year of high school uh, basketball, wasn't really, I, I did have a scholarship to play, but I wasn't sure if I was even going to be able to physically, and so I just said, like, I'm just going to play for the fun, I, I'm just going to literally love every moment I have out there on the court. And uh, I more than doubled my scoring average that year with no training at all. And so um, I, I've experienced this in every way from me personally as a player to as a coach of players who have been experiencing this to as a player uh, competing against another player who experienced this. And from every dimension, in every way that you look at this problem, it all comes back to attachment, attachment. And the attachment is not to the game of basketball. The attachment is to your vision and ideal of success as a basketball player. The more attached you are to uh, some external result, the more difficult the game is going to become for you. And we, in the, the law of the deep game that sums this up as accurately as possible is law number seven, which is the law of mastery. So the law of mastery states that the game rewards the player who needs no reward other than the game itself. The game rewards the player who needs no reward other than the game itself, meaning you play for the love of the game rather than what the game may give to you. This is easier said than done because if we really look at um, what love of the game actually means, true love, the only true love is unconditional love, right? Like the, the love of a mother to a young child who says like, I love you no matter what. You may like uh, make a mess, you may um, make mistakes, you know, you, you may annoy me at certain times, you may keep me up at night, but I love you no matter what. It's an unstoppable, unconditional love. And the love that often basketball players have to, uh, and myself included in my career, like make no mistake, I was guilty of this too, but the love that we often have is the love of like a jealous uh, boyfriend or girlfriend with their partner. It's like, I love you, but you better not do that. And you better do this for me and you better do that and, and this and that and the other thing. And that is not love, that's attachment, okay? That is attachment and attachment truly is the enemy of love. So the answer to the question really is that if, <laughs> if we come back to 
true love of the game of basketball, then we play the game uh, not for the rewards that it may give us, the game itself is the reward. And so I have some like real tactical information to give you, some real uh, stuff that you can implement immediately and that I believe every player should implement immediately. And it's gonna really, really help you out to embody this law. But first I wanna point out, um, just with a little bit more detail, exactly what happens when we become, uh, when we play for the sake of the result, okay? When we play for uh, the attachment that we feel to scoring 20 points a game, to being the man, to proving people wrong, to uh, getting a scholarship, to getting a pro contract, to achieving our goals in basketball. And <laughs> I, I wanna point out exactly what happens because most of us are using these external results to fuel all of our motivation for why we play the game itself. But what happens when we do this? Well, in a nutshell, we immediately, as soon as we attach to those things, immediately start breaking every single one of the eight laws of the deep game. And we know what happens when we do that, okay? But we break all of them all at once. <laughs> as soon as we attach the external result, result we start uh, thinking about that result while we're on the floor rather than simply playing the game. So we break the law of presence. We start trying too hard to achieve the result. So we break the law of reverse effort. We start becoming emotional when the result isn't coming to us. So we break the law of extremes. We break the law of transformation by focusing on the success rather than the internal growth that we're experiencing. We break uh, the law of identity because our entire identity is wrapped up in, in the vision of ourselves achieving that result. We break the law of magnetism because we're pulling the game towards ourselves. We break the law of mastery, of course, as we've been talking about, and we break the eighth law, which is the law of transcendence, which states that basketball is not life. It is a teacher of life, okay? And we break that by making this success in basketball our entire life, our entire focus of like everything that we do is driven towards that one singular goal. And in that, we lose the perspective that basketball is teaching us about life, okay? It's not life itself. So <laughs> how do we overcome this? How do we overcome this attach attachment to this external success? And um, I'll give you one more analogy before we get into like the brass tacks of this, okay? And we'll, we'll use relationships as, a, um, as this analogy. So imagine you're in a relationship with somebody that you're very much in love with, that you guys get along so, so well, everything is smooth and seamless and you're, you're really, really clicking. And then somebody comes along and they take uh, a pair of handcuffs and they handcuff your wrists together, all right? They throw away the key. And now you are stuck with that person all day long, all right? All day long. Can't get away from them. Uh, at first, maybe it's a little bit fun, like you're together all the time, it's nice. Before long, like all that ease that you had about you starts to dissolve and there's a sharp edge to all of your interactions and, and you realize that you can't get away from this person. And anybody that's been in a relationship knows that regardless of how much you love that other person, you must get detachment from them in order to sustain that love. You have to detach in order to attach in a healthy way, right? For the sake of the love, not what that person may or may not do for you or against you, all right? So for unconditional pure love to exist, there has to be separation as well as coming together again. And what most of us, like I said before, most of us are sort of that attached, clingy, needy, jealous boyfriend or girlfriend with the game of basketball. And so the best way, the like, um, 
really tactical advice that I want to give to you is actually ways of building in that detachment from the game into your schedule, into your life, so that you can actually um, begin to embody that detachment when you're on the floor, while at the same time continuing to work hard and continuing to become the best player that you can possibly be for the sake of having a bigger experience of the game itself. So we'll get into that now. Um, the first piece of advice that I'll give to you and the simplest one is simply to have things going for you outside of the game of basketball. If you have nothing going on, like uh, if you're not spending time with friends, if you're not enjoying hobbies and movies and TV shows and eating good food and spending time with family and playing video games and enjoying your life outside of basketball, <clears throat> then you are putting so much pressure on your life as a basketball player to fulfill all of your needs. It's again, sort of like that um, clingy boyfriend, girlfriend, like you're, all of your needs must be met by this other thing that's outside of yourself. You have to meet those needs yourself. And so actually spending time doing things outside of basketball is going to make you a much better basketball player. It's going to take the pressure off and detach you just a little bit, just enough to, uh, the point where if you have a bad game, if things don't quite go your way, you've got other stuff going on. And so it's not as big of a deal. And make no mistake, every NBA player, as dedicated as they may be, Kobe, Kobe included actually, they all had things going on and have things going on outside of basketball. So um, this is something that the best players all do. Michael Jordan himself like had a whole lot going on outside of basketball. There's stories about that. Uh, so point being, have a life outside of basketball, have a dimensional life, a dimensional personality, become a dimensional person, and it will make you that much better of a basketball player. In addition to that, what I really, and I'd like to share actually a comment that one of our players made, a very uh, veteran player actually made, and he, he put this in a really good way, so I'd like to share this with you now. He said, my experience with training, and by the way, this is in uh, response to the question that was originally posted, what he said is that my experience with training has always been a bit weird. I find that when I'm following a strict workout routine, I will see a great deal of skill improvement, but it's almost as if that structure creates a rigidity in my game when it comes time to actually play. On the other hand, when I go to the court just to shoot around, I sink into a state of deep focus and love for the game and it feels like the game is flowing through my body effortlessly. So the rigidity to his schedule, the rigidity to the work that he's putting in, and I must complete every rep and every drill exactly as I lay it out on my schedule, that type of rigidity translates onto the floor. And we know that, that, that any type of rigidity in your game is going to create blockages that prevent that effortless flow of the game from coming through you. So what I've been recommending for all of our players, and I actually practice this my, my, myself as well, what I recommend is that two days per week, you leave completely unscheduled, okay? Completely unscheduled, meaning you don't plan anything that you're going to do during that day, completely go with the flow. This takes a little bit of um, experience, like you, you kind of have to get used to it at first if you've been really regimented and scheduled, but two days per week, you know, doesn't matter what days those are, you're just going to do whatever you feel like, all right? And it's a complete absence of scheduling and a complete absence of rigidity and if you feel like playing basketball, play basketball. If you don't feel like playing basketball, don't play. When you do play, 
go to the court with no agenda whatsoever. You know, play with your friends, play one-on-one, play three-on-three, play five-on-five, do um, play one-on-one against yourself, shadow ball, as Kobe used to call it, whatever you want to do in the moment. And that is going to bring a lot of that flow back into your game uh, simply by adjusting your schedule. And it's fun, actually. Like when you really get used to it, if you've been rigid uh, with your schedule in the past, as I personally have, like these days are really fun. You really look forward to them. My Saturdays and Sundays, I always look forward to because they are just completely free flowing. And uh, I think that's really gonna help you out, okay? So you're detaching from all scheduling, all planned training completely for two days per week. And then taking that a step further, I'm gonna, excuse me. (coughs) Uh, (laughs) Keep going. Taking that a step further. What I'd like you to do, and I, I give this advice all the time to all kinds, sorry, I got something in my throat. <coughs> all right, see if we can hold this together. A piece of advice that I've given to all of our players for quite a while is two weeks, two weeks completely unscheduled, detached from basketball. So in a nutshell, two weeks off. I'm actually gonna have a sip of water. <coughs> my voice. (laughs) Don't fail me now. Um, So two days per week, uh, completely separated from basketball. So do whatever you want, no training at all for two weeks, you know, watch movies, hang out with friends, do whatever you like, sleep in, take naps, go for walks, but two weeks completely detached from basketball, no training whatsoever. You can watch basketball if you like, you can play NBA 2K if you like, Um, but two weeks completely detached entirely. Now, this is something that uh, actually, if you do it, is profound. It's really profound, but most players resist this. And I really want to encourage you to find a gap in your schedule to take this two weeks, okay? Because what you will find is that once you detach completely, it takes a few days to really get basketball off your mind. But once you detach completely, what you will find is that you start to zoom out and get this aerial view of your life and your life as a basketball player and you see that, oh yeah, there's other stuff going on. There's other stuff I can do. There's other aspects of life outside of basketball. And that detachment in itself, that view um, of your life as a whole will give you this perspective that will take the pressure off of, um, take the pressure from the attachment off, okay? So the, the pressure that that attachment to success has been creating, it will relieve you of that and you'll come back to the, to the court once, whenever you're finished um, as a much, much better player, okay? Much better player. Not only will you be physically and mentally rejuvenated, um, you'll be fresher, but psychologically and uh, in every conceivable way, you will just be better. It is a complete lie. As one of our players said, he actually decided he wasn't going to, his goals had changed. He wasn't going to play basketball anymore, except for, for fun. And he hadn't actually done a skill workout in all of 2021, went to the court recently and was playing better than he's ever played in his life. Hadn't done a skill workout in uh, the entire year so far. 
So that goes to show that that feeling of needing to train every single day or you're going to lose your skills, that's a lie, okay? That's just a lie. It's not true. And if you take that two weeks and really detach yourself and enjoy your life for two weeks, you will come back to the basketball with more perspective and with a, a clearer love for the game, a more pure love for the game than you had before. So those are the three things that I would challenge you to do. Um, <laughs> They are things that myself, as a really serious young player, you know, in my like seventh, eighth, ninth grade seasons, 10th grade, I would resist it and I would not want to do it. But I promise you, if you do these things, your, your love for the game and your um, detachment from outcome and result will be so much greater. And just by having that separation, you know, just like the, um, the couple who is in love, who finally breaks those handcuffs and has some time to, the, to themselves, when they come back together, they are renewed. That love is renewed and they are fresh and ready to go and they have a healthier love for each other. Um, not a clingy, needy, jealous love, but um, which isn't love at all, but a true love. And that is really the answer to this question of how do I strike that balance between um, wanting to be the best player that I can possibly be and the, the answer is law number seven. It is play the game for the sake of the game itself, not the reward that the game might give to you. And uh, when you do that, you realize that the hard work is the reward in and of itself, being on the court, doing your workouts, like going through the process, that is the reward. And the reason that we want to achieve these big things in basketball and play professionally and play in college and so on and so forth is just to have a bigger experience of the game that we love. It's not to get some level of status or recognition or um, any external result whatsoever. It is just for the love of the game itself. Of course, we want to play on the biggest stage. We love to play. And so why wouldn't you? right? So that is what I'll challenge you to do today. If you can strike that balance, and it's a tricky one, but if you can strike that balance, it will open up a freedom in your game. And uh, that freedom can only be, um, it, it can only be realized by detaching from the game, actually, from unattaching and uh, realizing that there is life outside of basketball. And that is how um, that freedom will open up for you. All right. So I hope this helped you out and I will see you in the next one. Hey, it's Coach Taylor. I hope you enjoyed today's talk. And if you did, the best thing to do right now while it's fresh in your mind is go to deepgame.com or click the link in the description and it'll take you to our free Deep Game Masterclass where you'll actually learn the entire Deep Game of Basketball with all eight laws and all of the fundamentals that you need to know as a high-level basketball player. We've had players call this the best hour of basketball learning of their lives and it's completely free. So go to deepgame.com right now or just click the link in the description and I can't wait to see you there.